This show may contain strong language and sexual content. If you're a minor looking for information or help without all the grown-up stuff, visit our website at mygayagendapodcast.com for resources. This episode contains discussion of chest and genital dysphoria, police, capitalism, and cis-heteronormativity in media. It also contains discussions about the LGBTQIA community, but you probably figured that out already. It's right in the title. Monday, we're super gay. Tuesday is also gay. Wednesday is still pretty gay. And Thursday, I have a night class. Friday, we continue to be gay. Saturday is the gayest day. Sunday, yeah, it's still gay, but we also record a podcast. Hello and welcome to My Gay Agenda, an investigative podcast where we interview the queer community and plan our world domination. My name is Jay. My name is CJ, and we are your co-conspirators in trying to figure out whatever it is that cishet people think it is we're trying to do. Uh, but CJ, what's on the buy schedule for today? Today we have Renaissance Noir! Hello! <laughs> Hello! I'm so excited to have you here, Renaissance. How are you doing today? I'm doing a lot better after that intro. That was a great intro. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. We, we try to bestow all of our intros with like healing properties. So I'm glad that that's... <laughs> Did a good job on that. Thank you for that. <laughs> and to continue the buy schedule, we'll play a game after that. It, it's how it always goes, folks. I mean, if it's your, if it's your first time, welcome. That's what we'll be doing. <laughs> Uh, so, Ren, tell us a little bit about you. I am a, huh, I'm a whole person. I have to figure that out, huh? Um, Hell yeah. <laughs> I am a, I am a dancer. I like to call myself a singer, but, you know, personally trained. I'm basically an entertainer. Grew up in dance um, since I was itty bitty. Um, got discouraged, but kept going. Got into stage combat because swords are, are a lot of fun. Um, yeah. yeah, yeah. Like I, I saw my friend my junior year like jump off uh some steps and wield two swords, and I was like, I have to do that. And then like the teacher is now my fight dad, so there's that <laughs> bit of history. Um, but yeah, I dance, I do stage combat. Those are probably my biggest points of um, I guess who I am, what I am. I like to consider myself an artist. I am back and forth on the imposter syndrome, but who isn't at mm. this point, right? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. But yeah, like to add to that, this quarantine has sort of given me time to both sort of figure out that I can do things and heavy quotes on know that I am terrible at everything. And I know that is not true, but you know, the brain does weird things. Oh, so it sure does. In that word salad, that is what I am right now. <laughs> yeah, I was actually going to ask because uh, you have performed in several different virtual shows. Um, how how has that adjustment been for you from in person to virtual? It's actually been a lot of fun because like I've had a lot more freedom, so mm. to speak. Like I can like if it if it's a live recording, then once I'm done, I'm done. Like. I don't have to put anything back on. I don't have to wait for transportation. I can just be done and like check out when I want to. Mm. Mm. <laughs> um, my fun, 
more fun shit. I have like drop ceilings in my apartment because it's a great apartment, sarcastic, entirely meant. Um, <laughs> but like the drop ceilings actually help me hang the curtains here. So like the that is at least a single positive thing I can say about having drop ceilings <laughs> that you see in elementary school. But um, <laughs> it's given me more time to do things per se like I have all the time in the world sort of to like plan a video make a video get people to watch the video and not have to worry about other things like you know going to work (laughs) yeah yeah (laughs) yeah and like from seeing all of your work during the the weird times the weird um... times yes (laughs) Like, something that I've really admired in your work, like, there's a lot of performers who, like, they're, they will, like, simply record what their act would have looked like in person, and, like, that's amazing, too, but, like, I've seen you do acts where you have, like, eight different looks and, like, (laughs) editing wizardry, like, taking full advantage of the fact that, like, it's virtual. You can do whatever you want. Yeah, um, TikTok was a big part of that. (laughs) Um, in my in my 4am scroll I would see these like really cool transitions and be like oh my god how'd they do that there was the the don't rush challenge that sort of started that even though there wasn't a lot of mystery to that one but you know still a lot of fun to see those transitions and then uh the one that I did with the k-pop group uh the pied piper one was my Mm. still my favorite I filmed all of that in a day because I am insane. But also I decided I, I, I first wanted to like actually sing the song because it's one of my favorite songs of that group. But mm-hmm. it, instead it became like I don't really need to worry about singing it for this project, you know, because everything right. else that I'm putting here is what makes the project worthwhile so it's kind of like that evolved within the quarantine so to speak and I had a lot of fun putting that together outside of the eight or nine hours straight doing the thing (laughs) that that's that's don't don't do that to yourself that's a bad idea but um yeah also I'm still glad I did it because like Pied Piper required that the camera did not move (laughs) Mm. and so that camera did not move for those seven costume changes Oof. and makeup Bless changes your... don't do don't yeah. do seven makeup changes in a day it is not good for your face <laughs> holy crap I, I saw you posting that on social media <laughs> and i was like bless their heart because i do one makeup look to, uh, in a day and i'm like that's good for me actually like that's <laughs> enough like like taking the one off already is is bad enough especially like mm. if you're scrubbing things like i used to be more of a scrubber until now like my eyes are very are, you know your eyelids are very sensitive and right. Yeah, I'm finding that out. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> oh no. Yeah. <laughs> but once I once I get past that and the actual fatigue and forgetting to eat, like it's mm. it's a lot of fun. Like by the time I had all that set up, like I had that concept together. And thinking about the fact that I had that whole concept together, like back when I was still working, I would have never like put two cents together to do this. 
right. then that first project, I found shit in my in my house that I still had, and I used the one wig that I had from Cabaret two years ago. It was a great nice. wig. Yeah, I've, I've like there's so much that I've seen you do, and I've seen others do, and seen myself do as performers, where it's like I never would have done any of this if right. I was not like kind of forced to sit at home all day and right. not be in person with anyone. Right. Yeah. Like when I when I'm perform when I was performing when life was still happening, like I still had to work. I still had to worry about rent, worry about money, worry about all this crap. So like all of my endeavors would be last minute endeavors. And I don't know how I pull it out of my ass, but I did it so it works out. But there's also the problem of like I ordered this costume the week before because mm. I only had that money the week before, mm, you know, right. um, like I had a, I had a good friend do me a really big favor. I'm gonna leave that anonymous because, you know, personal things. So like sure. I can, I can relax a little bit. I can do things that I need to do or like that I want to do without, you know, feeling like I'm working towards nothing. Right. Right. Like yeah. I worked like there are pieces of my job that I liked, but then the last few months I would find myself crying on the bus on the way there. Mm. Not a very mm. good sign. <laughs> no. Capitalist obligations hit a little different when you're oh, forced yeah. to stay at home. Oh yeah. Just a little. Uh. <laughs> Just a little. <laughs> and then and then like like so doing burlesque is like I couldn't enjoy myself as much because I was just tired you know mm. like even if it wasn't tired from working tired from being poor you know mm, like right. that's that's a real I didn't realize how real that was like but you oh, know yeah. we're working <laughs> we're working as hard as we do or as many hours or as few hours as they can afford us in heavy quotes that you can't see right now um mm -hmm. and then like like once upon a time I worked at Kosi I was catering manager and then my manager decided that I could make more money working getting tips instead of getting the pay that I deserved as catering manager you know like working hard for the company to tell me that my customers are going to be paying me cute yeah that i i'm really over that and i like i like working for tips which is sad um because at the end of the day i can get some tips but right yeah i i like burlesque tips a lot more because <laughs> i have some fun pictures of people throwing money at me <laughs> yeah and that's great but also it's just it's like burlesque is work and it costs money, but I still want to do it because I like performing, you know? Yeah. Like even if I'm making money at my other job, it's like I'm I'm crying every day. Me and my partner are fighting every day. We don't see each other until we're like getting ready to sleep because mm. they worked in the morning. I worked in the, at night. Mm -hmm. Oh, awful. Yeah. Don't yeah. don't work, everybody. Don't do it. It's a trap. <laughs> Capitalism is a trap. It's like, uh, yes, yes. It is. <laughs> um, I mean, do or don't work. I'm not going to like make you do things, but I've made my decision for the most part, except capitalism. 
Yeah, I've seen a lot of um, discourse lately around, like, um, there was that thing going around for a while that's like, oh, I don't dream of labor. Mm. And it's like, well, you probably do because, like, gardening is labor, cooking is labor, making art is labor. It's just, like, it's just different when you want to do the work and you don't have to do the work to survive. Well, here's here's that thing, though, is that, is that... It's not necessarily that like the gardening and the art is, it's not that we don't want to do that labor, so to speak. It's just Mm -hmm. a matter of like who we end up doing it for. And like, it's it's, it's good that you mentioned gardening too, because like, I look at it as just like, oh, it's another thing to do that's work. Right. But Mm -hmm. people get into gardening, not because it's work, but it's something that like, honestly occupies their time and, and it's an act of creation and it strengthens their dolphins. Dolphins is my word for endorphins. I am spreading that around. Like you get, <laughs> Hell you yeah. get dolphins from gardening. You get dolphins from the art stuff. Like back to the videos for a half a second. Like Muse took 40 hours to, to create. And I kind of love being able to say that. And I was tired every time I did the thing. But it's something that I am insanely proud of versus like putting your labor to someone to essentially someone else's work right Mm -hmm, like some mm -hmm. it's like on that on that smaller level of it being on someone else's work to on that larger level of like being a pawn of a corporate thing right it's like your labor is like contingent on somebody else telling you how much money you're worth Mm. you know versus like the labor of the gardening of the artistry and stuff like that. Yes, you're going to be tired from it, but at the end of the day, that labor is something that you wanted to do because you wanted to make this creation. Yes. So it's like oh. when they do the things, it's like, oh, there's, there's, I don't know, capitalist people who will be like, oh, without right. capitalism, if no one has to work to survive, nothing will get done. It's like, no, humans have proven that wrong oh yeah like countless times for when this pandemic started i know um i i I know you all know um icon ebony fierce oh yeah like that that fucking amazing as entity of a i'm not sure if they're a person but still person i love them um (laughs) like all of their work they do with uh sankofa house like when the whole pandemic started when the protests started and stuff they were the one of the main people I would see every day saying, I have this to donate. We are doing this. We are doing this. I have this show still putting on shows, still doing like community work and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And it's like people consider anarchy as like a singular. Everybody's going to resort to crime. Everybody's going to be a jackass, stuff like that. And it's like, no, like if 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 we actually had the power within ourselves we could actually be a community versus like uh you know like resorting to the idea of like oh there's not gonna police aren't gonna help me oh what am i gonna do newsflash police haven't been helping you nope (laughs) so like i i remember like you know after the protests and like the police brutality thing came to like a heavy light that sounds weird. Um, it's like some of my friends were dealing with like landlord issues or something like that. And my first go to without actually saying it out loud was, oh, why don't you just call the police? Oh, wait, no, they don't do anything. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You know? I attended several protests and uh, it was 
June, it was hot. People were passing out from heat exhaustion. Mm -hmm. And every single time that happened, I would have like a moment where I was like, who is going to do something? We are literally protesting the police right now who is going to do something. And then before I could even finish that thought, like medics would be there volunteers who were contributing time right. to the protests would immediately swoop in and help. And it's like, oh, right. If we actually like contributed, like prioritized resources for community action, then we don't need the police. Right. Mm-hmm. Like there was, there was a, um, so I've been, I watched all of the good place in like three days oh. and then a week because like the fourth season wasn't on Netflix. I found a way to get it. And one of the things he said in the third season, they're on Earth, for without many spoilers, because you know they talk philosophy like the entire time, and I love it. Yeah. Um, they're talking about like why we do good things, or why we do things to make other people feel better, or like why we do good things for other people, stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And my answer, which is still very juvenile, but like I feel like there are layers behind it, is because like. I want good done to me. And mm. like there there's something about like expecting reciprocation that I understand is not the goal here. So then the question there's a question beyond that that I forget what it is, but like the punchline that I'm finally getting to is that like we do this for the sense of community for the sense of allowing somebody other dignity, somebody else dignity or something like that. Dignity and community were the main words that he said as to why we go so far to make other people feel happy. And that really stuck with me. That like, that show stuck with me. I have like a qualm about it, but I'll get to that at another point if we do. But like (laughs) that, like all of the things that were said were things to talk about and think about and that was one of them is like we do things for the sake of community and like that's kind of like one of the best answers of life that I've gotten in a very Mm. long time because then we get back to the idea of like you know what is anarchy if the police are gone then everybody's gonna roam free and like commit crimes and stuff it's like no if the police are gone then we're actually free to you know be who we want to be, protect who we do and like do for our community that you won't even let us do, you know, like you can't even have chickens in in the city. I didn't know that people could have chickens until I heard that you couldn't. (laughs) (laughs) So yeah, yeah, absolutely. (laughs) Gosh, Um, not, not to completely whiplash us, but I'd love to talk about your queer journey renaissance. Yeah, my queer journey is still a journey. I'm still figuring things out. I had played the straight card for a very long time. And there are things that I wish I gave myself the ability to explore in my quote unquote hoe face, which (laughs) I did not really give myself enough chance to explore because I was a heavy quoted good christian girl Mm. um Ah. like a lot of the a lot of the morals without like the bible practice because i don't and probably won't read the bible because i don't think i need to also like books but um (laughs) there like (laughs) there's uh 
so I'm still figuring things out, but there's also the idea of like a way a way to put it simply. If I'm looking at girl porn, then that's something. <laughs> yeah. I think that's the simplest way that I can put it, right? Um, right. And then, like, um, a couple years ago, uh, I met somebody who, like, I can't say whether or not I still do have a crush on them just because like proximity I don't talk to people I don't get out much it's a whole thing but like (laughs) I remember meeting them at a show I was talking to them at that point I was telling them that I was bi and they made a joke that like went over my head and then by the time I realized it was really like I was really embarrassed about the fact and then like after six months they started transitioning and it it just it was just like that is of no concern to me one because like I'm not going to get anywhere near them they're in a thing and I'm not going to interrupt anything and I'm in a thing and I'm not going to interrupt anything but two like you you changed a vernacular and later along the line some parts of your body is just like why do I care about that? Like, that's the end all be all of my thing with that. It's just like, why do I care about you changing something that entirely benefits you? You know, like I still like you, you know? And it was never, it was never like a big debate about anything about that, but it was, it was one of those things where I actually talked to another friend of mine. Well, another friend of mine's girlfriend, but she's a friend too about, um, whether or not we like people or what or how we identify and like to say I'm bi or I'm pan is just a need to put a button on it but then like at the end of the day it's like it's not about what kind of flag I mean I'd love to I'd love to wave a bi flag that those colors are really pretty together but (laughs) they're um, so pretty so I love that combination but it's like at the end of the day it's just like I'm not, it, I'm, I'm sad it took me so late and like I'm in a monogamous relationship that I like and I'm going to keep. So, um, and then I talked to them about crushes. We talked, we talk about crushes because I mean, you feel your feelings. I'm not going to betray them. Um, oh, yeah. it, it, it comes down to like, if we vibe, we vibe. If something eventually does happen, like I would at least hope we it, it, even, uh, I'd say check in, but even then, like, why check in on that? I don't, I don't know. I don't know how to treat that because, like, I'm used to being around cis-normative bodies is the best way I can put it. Mm-hmm. But I didn't get with somebody for that reason. Like, I didn't have a crush on you for that reason. I had a crush on you because you caught me off guard and fuck I like you what do I do (laughs) (laughs) how dare you (laughs) my my crush qualifications step one ah fuck you're cute step two oh no I'm blushing step three oh geez oh geez (laughs) right basically that (laughs) and then like stuff stuff like you know what gender you are I'm still there's still things that I personally do need to get used to and like allow 
myself to open up to admittedly but also it's just like that's not the important part of what we're talking about right now Mm. you know it's like Mm. if this is something that you need to tell me then by all means tell me I hope that I can be that for you in some vein like even even by social media thank you for having me a friend as a friend on Facebook where I can say congratulations but it's just like unless you need me to know that you don't need to tell me that you know and I think that's part of my queer journey is just you know not trying to like something for what they're supposed to be endowed with because I have been very disappointed in 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 men in cis men in in general and in my life and continually and I look at myself today and I'm like I still like cis boys why it's weird it's like you think you're over them and then like I don't know Adam Driver shows up and you're like right back in like I I like I like the boys from BTS right now that's that's mm. those are my those are the cis men that I like. I just admitted this <laughs> on a whole ass interview, so you know, if anybody wants to get me stuff as BTS merchandise, holy crap! <laughs> hey, I'm not cisphobic, okay? I like the BTS boys. <laughs> we are friends now, <laughs> but like, but also, but also, the messages in their music is pretty decent when you look at the translations. But I'm not going to get into that right now. But like. I, I realized just like wanting to hold on to this idea that I'm only supposed to like one type of person mm. that is really boring <laughs> and, yeah. and, and for what and for what reason because because Aunt Joe who I don't know over on 15th Street wants me to who the fuck is she <laughs> <laughs> she ain't fucking this person I am <laughs> mm, mm-hmm. Yeah. Mind your business. <laughs> yeah, it's like labels labels can help people and people should adopt labels when they aid them. But right. nobody should feel forced into that situation. At the end of the day, labels are a tool in the toolbox. Have you seen Glow, the gorgeous ladies of wrestling? I saw a couple of episodes and I also saw that show that you were in that was Glow but dancing. <laughs> I watched the documentary and the first season of the show. Okay. Wait, CJ, I'm trying to figure out what show are you talking about? Golden Age? Golden Age? Taylor oh. choreographed it? Oh, that that one. That one. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm, no, I'm ta- I'm talking Netflix. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 I've I've only watched a couple and of episodes. I, I literally just put two and two together after the fact. Holy fuck. That's where we met. Wait, did you oh. not <laughs> <laughs> okay, you 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 both have to know I'm slow, so I'll work no, on that. Okay, okay? <laughs> it's fine. But, um, it's fine. So there's a moment in one of the last seasons. If it wasn't the last one, it was the one before. It's the the Mexican woman and the Middle Eastern woman. They're in a relationship, mm-hmm. and the Middle Eastern woman is very like standoffish about like a lot of things in the relationship um like she excuse me she wouldn't like accept her girlfriend going down on her that was an insecurity thing and then one of the things that resonated with me in her favor was that like 
she didn't want to add like she's like it doesn't this was also in the 80s so like you know saying that was a lot more powerful for them because you kind of had to declare it because you didn't want to be silenced or whatever and I get that Mm. but also like on the other end of that is just like having to say that out loud for the satisfaction of somebody else is kind of asinine Mm. like Mm. It's like, it's like on the one hand, you know, I'm, I'm entirely here for representation mattering because I have a whole essay that I have not written about like black women on many spectrums too, not just black cis women not being included in things, but like, like she was saying, like, I don't know why I have to like put the, and I'm being um, hyperbolic, but she was like, I don't know why I have to put this big glittery label on something that I just want to do for me. And mm-hmm. at the end of the day, it became very much about the fact that, like, we don't have room for it to be like just about labels, but it being a political statement. But at the same time, like, on somewhat much more meta thinking, it's still just like, yeah, what I am is not important because you have absolutely not a goddamn thing to do with anything that I'm doing with my life. (laughs) You know, even if it was my mom, it's just like, it don't matter. (laughs) Even if this was an inheritance or a royalty thing, you're still wrong. (laughs) You Mm. know, like, it's it's so much. Sorry. No, no, no. I, I didn't have anything beyond the stuttering. Uh, go ahead. Okay. Just, just that, like, so much of it, quote-unquote, mattering is mm-hmm. in the context of bigotry trying to control what we do based right. on that factor. Right. Yeah. One of my favorite things um, I've ever seen on the internet was somebody talking about, like, labels, um, specifically in, like, the queer community. And they said... Um, if anyone's ever had a cat, they'll be the first one to tell you there's a very big difference between getting in a box by yourself and being put in one. Yep, mm. yep, mm-hmm. yep, mm-hmm. yep, mm-hmm. yep. Yeah. There it is. There you go. <laughs> We're all cats. Yes. <laughs> so, Renaissance, what is something you would like to tell cishet people for the very last time and then you never have to hear about it again? Oh, you did give me this question and I didn't think a lot about it because there's just so (laughs) many things. I just want to be like, stop the freaking madness. I don't I don't know. Like, (laughs) hopefully I can condense this word salad into something. But it's just like you don't have to try so hard to impress someone else, whether it's like the person you're in the relationship with or the person outside, especially the people outside of your relationship. I mean, you don't want to have a lackluster relationship, but like, like, like relax. I don't, I don't know. Relax. I, I guess like, I, I, God, I wish I prepared more for this. Like I see, I see memes and TikToks of like, dudes being super possessive and weird and like girls thinking it's okay and it's just like Mm. it makes me wonder it's just like were our parents looking back at us praying for our sanity because of this shit because i'm and i mean some of the kids i think they're gonna be okay but like (laughs) i i 
that that wasn't cohesive but (laughs) there was a tiktok that i saw the other day of this uh i imagine that they're younger than me and this is assuming like that they're in a heterosexual relationship with each other Uh um but the uh, girl was like crying and being like to the next person who dates Cole. And then like, it was like a slideshow presentation about Cole. And she's like, don't take your love for granted because someday he won't come back and you'll be sad. Like, and it was like this whole, and it was like, I cannot imagine being Cole in that moment. Horrifying. I can't imagine being Cole's next partner in that moment. It's like, (laughs) This wasn't for me. So you can't see me right now, but I'm rolling around like a shocked, crazy person trying to figure out what the fuck is wrong with everything. <laughs> oh, like I I didn't date when I was that young. Like my first partner was in college and that fell apart on mm-hmm. both our ends. And then this is my second partner and we're still together and that's cool and everything. But like, if I dated in high school, that would have been a mess. I was already a mess in high school. Like (laughs) I dated in high school and it was a mess. Like, (laughs) like I, I get it, but no, you know, the problem is, is media. Media spends too much time trying to get people to go for relationships that we forget that friendships are a thing. Like, mm. I remember when I started watching Doctor Who, uh, like the the newer stuff, and right. like some of the, I, the part of me forgives the hetero romantic stuff because I've we've all grown up on hetero romantic bullshit, but then sure. like they don't make it super explicit. It's not with everybody, and they emphasize. The fr- they emphasize the platonic friendship more than most other programs I've ever grown up seeing. And it's just like, let's do that. Let's have <laughs> yeah. that. You know, like we grow up with friends, but then we forget the friends because we've been spending our entire lives trying to get into these relationships, wasting our time. Mm-hmm. Sorry about all that madness. But like, yeah. you know, give us media with 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 friends. Mm-hmm. friends so, so much of media tells us like how to perform relationships and what mm-hmm. relationships yes. mm-hmm. have to look like and they're and, very toxic mm-hmm. True. Mm-hmm. and it's like would i honestly be doing it like set me in high school doing whatever bullshit i was doing because it was high school and mm-hmm. it's like would i be mm-hmm. doing any of this shit would anybody that i was be dating be doing any of this shit if mm-hmm. we weren't constantly being told by the media that like this is how our relationships have to look like. This is how we have to interact with the people. If they say this, it really means this. Like, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. like yeah. there, like one of the things you see is that there's just no communication, and like mm-hmm. a lot of and and in some Japanese media, I've seen like the lack of communication ends up being circumstantial, so it makes sense that the communication hasn't happened. But in some shows, sure. it's literally a matter of just like just freaking tell them. And then, like, sometimes it's forgivable because something that I learned when I turned, like, 27 or 28 is that any time before that age, you are dumb as shit. (laughs) And I mean this for everybody. There's a point where you realize how dumb you've been, and then you start Mm -hmm. to learn and grow from there. But it's just, like, every a lot of the decisions you made way back when were dumb as shit. Or a lot of the feelings you had, valid being we're still dumb as shit 
there's a lot you have to grow from in order yeah. to grow. So when it comes when it comes to children acting like children in these relationships, it's just like okay, fine, like because children, but still, because then you'll yeah. then you run into then you run into a child that like sounds too grown for their own good, and it's just like who wrote this, you know? Mm-hmm. But like, <laughs> you know, kudos on the kids being kids, but then it's just like. There's a middle oh. ground, perhaps. There's gotta be a middle ground. <laughs> and even like, then, even then, there's so there's um, media influencing people, but then there's no, no, no. There's people influencing media, but then there's media influencing people, like how they try to show. So you know how they say how they don't like seeing gay. The perfect example: they don't like seeing gay people on TV because it's going to influence their kids to be gay, right? Mm-hmm. So yeah. they're continually telling people. So what they're not trying to say, but they're totally saying, is that they want straight people on TV all the time so your children can be influenced to be straight. Mm-hmm. So it's like you have a bit, not a bit. You have an entire double-edged sword or double standard, or I'm sure I'm using one of those where, phrases right, where like you're fully actually you're fully acknowledging without even understanding you're acknowledging the fact that you want children to see this mm-hmm. yeah you know so like <laughs> so boom like you're trying to tell us something there was another point that i was gonna make but i forgot it my brain doesn't work yeah, no, but that was the, that was the main point you know yeah this hit media is like, all right, first off, you're useless without a relationship. Make sure mm-hmm. it's straight. Once mm-hmm. you have that partner, never talk to them not even once about a feeling. Mm-hmm. And don't forget the big dramatic grand gestures, which is what leads oh, to that, God. like, to the next person who dates Cole. Or mm-hmm. there was a thing going around Twitter a while ago, um, like a couple years ago, and it was a guy who did this, like, phone note screenshot that was like to whoever dates this person next this is her favorite candy sometimes she gets grumpy just bring her her favorite blanket and put on this album and it's like this is upsetting this is kind of this kind of stalkerish like yeah like dude go away it's also like that's a lot yeah. of personal information about her and how she functions that you just put on the whole internet right yeah like and it's like let let her let her future partner figure that out from the two of them from like them. having an organic relationship where you discover things like that. Yeah. <laughs> like you don't need a cheat code. I've never I've never even heard of that. That is fucking frightening. <laughs> oh, it was awful. <laughs> so gross. Uh, so, Renaissance, what is, is on it? your gay agenda? Ugh. Leave people alone. <laughs> Jeez, mind your goddamn business. <laughs> like, a good one. That's kind. Of, it's kind of what it all. I, I also just really wanted to curse. Uh, that's kind of all it boils down to. Like, like not everybody has to be the same person, but people are people. Treat them with fucking dignity, you know. Mm. Especially mm-hmm. if like their literal goal is to be themselves and mind their own fucking business. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Yeah. Just mind your business. And hey, if you want to give a dollar, do that. Shit, I won't stop you. <laughs> but if it's like yeah. if you're if you're not going to do that, if you if you want if you just like some people are just 
unnecessarily mean. It's just like you you came all this way to be mean. Just mind your business. Go catch a Pokemon. Yeah. <laughs> Shit. <laughs> There's there's so many times where like I've straight up had to tell somebody like there's hobbies that you could do like knitting some mm-hmm. people knit um, video games some people do that like there's other things that you could be spending your time on right seriously. seriously so I don't know why you're spending it on this <laughs> you have all you literally have all the time in the world right now mm-hmm. like do something else yeah yeah yeah. Or if you're that obsessed with them, give them money. Shit. You want, yeah, them, I, you want them? Look, you want them to change that bad? Give them some money to do so. I guarantee they're going to be doing what they want to. But that was your decision. Give them money or leave mm-hmm. them alone. Now I'm just rambling because people are terrible. <laughs> <laughs> Not all people are terrible. <laughs> I think just in general, give people money. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty much. You just just give Renaissance money. I mean, that'd be nice too. Give people money or abolish money in general. Figure something else out. I don't. I don't have the answer, but it exists. That that's the other thing. I'm gonna go on a rant. You don't have to include this. Is like, go for it. We um, it's a couple rants too, like about capitalism and about therapy, right? Like, I've been fighting mm-hmm. the idea of going to therapy, and then like the last few years, we were like, yeah, we we need to go to therapy like ten years ago, but like, the fact that and somebody finally did a viral tweet about it but it's just like the fact that everybody needs therapy for not only does everybody need therapy for the same thing but the only help we're really getting are band-aids to put over the actual problem you Mm -hmm. know like Mm -hmm. the band-aid is something to help us feel better to function in the society that we have the problem is the society that we have yeah you know what i mean so it's like, fix the problem at its roots. Or yeah. don't be surprised when people stop giving a shit. Like me, for example. I stopped giving a shit. <laughs> <laughs> and now look at them. Exactly. Yeah. I, I saw this post from a therapist a while back that like they were saying how a lot of their clients are facing pro- and like experiencing depression and facing problems that are directly linked to systemic oppression. And they were like, I literally don't have an answer for when somebody tells me that they're depressed because they haven't been able to pay rent for the past two months. Right. Like I can't expect somebody to like do self care when they're concerned about how to feed their bodies. It's like, I can't, I don't make that kind of money to be able to give out the money to all of my, actually they probably do, but that's not the point. But like, actually you don't, you don't have to use that part, but it's like, I it, like the therapists are just like I don't make enough money to help solve the problems that I'm helping them like solve internally, you know? And it's it's also like, you know, we it's it's couple things. We as like people on our level, the three of us, um can be as nice as we can be to homeless people and give out the dollars that we can and it's not going to solve anything. Because the powers that be aren't doing anything to fix it. You know? Right. Like, we on the bottom, on the, on the other end of that, like, we, same level, can continue to tip our friends in these industries. But that money, think of it, the money that we tip our friends is circuitous. 
I'm going to tip my friend money. That friend is going to tip me money. Meanwhile, yep. that same hundred dollars is being tipped out to like the same five people. And the other billion dollars is going off to people that like clearly don't need it, but think mm-hmm. they deserve it. Why do I care anymore? We're passing the same $10 bill around while, like, the same 10 people are hoarding money like dragons and can solve world hunger at any moment and actively choose not to every day. Right. And then we ask the question why. They say because. And then that's it. And then we ask for, like, actual change. And then they're silent because they don't want to get off their fucking high horse. And even if they Mm -hmm. get off their high horse, they wouldn't be in a bad position, but they just refuse to do it. Yeah. So... Like I, especially, especially at quarantine time, I'm forced to just ask, why the fuck do I even care? Yeah, yeah, good question. Absolutely. And we'll think on that question while Jay leads us into the game. Oh, Ooh, game Ooh, time! Wow. I'm Jay, your camp counselor, um, and today I put together a little quiz game. It is called Burlesque and Booze. Oh, that's fun. <laughs> <laughs> I have here a list of burlesque performer stage names and names of wines. Oh, dear God. <laughs> it is your job to decide which one's which. <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't know. This might be this might be harder than I thought. I don't know. We'll see. Let's, go. Let's do it. I think it runs the gamut. I've got some that I feel like are kind of easy and then some that are a little trickier. Yeah. I'll see how I feel after the first one. Yeah, CJ doesn't know the answers, and you can bounce ideas off them or call on them as a lifeline. Okay. It's also, like, the most low-pressure thing in the world. (laughs) (laughs) Everything's pressure. Ah. No! (laughs) All right, are you ready for burlesque and booze? Sure, I have the booze part down. Excellent. (laughs) All right. Tempest Storm, burlesque or booze? Shit. This might be a throwaway burlesque. You're correct. Woo! I feel, Tempest I feel like Storm. I've heard that name. Uh, she's one of the longest performing burlesque stars with a career that began in the 1950s and is still going today. Holy moly. Shit. Yeah. <laughs> we should we should talk. All right. <laughs> Second, we've got Mad Housewife. Mad burlesque Housewife. Burlesque or booze. Mad Housewife. Oh, ah. Uh. I'm going to say booze. Correct. It's a wine. (laughs) (laughs) You're nailing it so far. All right. Next we have La Bastarda. La Bastarda. Shit. This sounds like a trick question. Um, (laughs) Let's say burlesque because I want that to be a burlesque name. (sighs) No, I wish it was. This is a line of wine. That's fine. That's Somebody fine. should perform under that name, though. I would that, love I that think so, so much. Too. All right. Okay. Similarly, how about Tigger? So you said what? Tigger. Tigger. Like the the tiger from Winnie the Pooh. Mm. Burlesque. Correct. Okay. Yes. <laughs> One of the pioneering male stars in the the boylesque world. In in, in New York. I think so. I think he's worked with like Dita. So okay. that seems okay. New Yorky. I I feel I'm I feel like I'm imagining another name, but I feel like I've heard that name, but that was also just out of my ass, so you know. Let's pretend <laughs> I knew that. <laughs> All right. Uh Little Brooklyn. Little Brooklyn. 
Isn't that a drag name? I'll say uh, burlesque. Yes, she is a burlesque performer. Hey. Apparently her signature act involves dressing like Pee Wee Herman. <laughs> okay. Have I seen this? I hope She's I'm not making it New up York. that I've seen it. What, 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 what was her name again? Little Brooklyn. Little Brooklyn? I hope I'm not making it up that I've seen it. You know, memory <laughs> memories are weird, especially when you're past your 30s. Oh, I feel that. Memories are weird. Yeah. All right, we're halfway through. Cool. Next is Cycles Gladiator, the Nude Nymph. <laughs> you, I, uh, it's so bad this isn't filmed because you can't see the face that I'm making. I wish um, you could. <laughs> CJ, what are your Sorry, thoughts? That just hit me a very particular way. Jay, I need you to read that again. Yes, again, this is Cycles Gladiator, the nude nymph. Cycles is it a type Gladiator, of wine or a burlesque performer? I I wanted so uh, desperately to be both, but I, I really I my my vote is for wine exclusively because I want to drink this wine. I'm I'm going for wine as well. Probably not. Actually, no, I do want to drink this wine. Same reason. Yeah, yeah, correct. It is a wine. Sweet. Cycles Gladiator, the nude nymph, caused a controversy back in 2009 because the um, art on the bottle and the name was considered uh, pornographic in Alabama and was banned. Oh, Alabama. Okay. Right. So. Right. <laughs> All right. Also, CJ, we should get this wine and drink it. Yes. Oh, my God. I want I'll nothing more. Just let me know how it is. <laughs> I'll get right. you the sparkling cider edition. I'll just draw a naked lady on a bottle of sparkling cider. <laughs> there it is. Hey, as long as I get to see it. <laughs> Next we have Nasty Canasta. Oh, definitely burlesque. I have. Yes. I'm sure I have met them. One half of a burlesque power couple along with husband Johnny Pork Pie. Oh my God. I feel like I should All know right. that one, but that one I don't, but yeah. They're based in New York. Yeah. So good. All right. Three more. Mm-hmm. All right. Our last three. All right. We've got Ray Jean Beach. Wine. It is a wine. Yes. Nice. <laughs> uh, it's, it comes from a, a place that makes wine that's called the Stu Pedasso Cellars. Oh. All right. Where's Which that at? Is, uh, California. Oh, Okay. That makes sense. Where yeah. it's Stu Pedasso, but it's like, oh, it's <laughs> stupid asshole. I can't write. <laughs> Is that it? I would not. Wah, wah. Th- actually, thank you for, for telling me that because I would have not have guessed that. <laughs> <laughs> it seems like their whole like brand <sighs> is names like that. Yes. <laughs> All right. Now we have G's Louise. Burlesque. Correct. Yes. yes I was um, so hoping it was burlesque. That, is, that is a name. Yes. Actually, didn't they? I think they headlined the uh, the Black Lives Matter show last week. Oh yeah, very possibly. I, think I don't. So. Yeah, that sounds familiar. I hope I'm not making that uh, up. The one Deej was in. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, 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 wow. yeah. I remember seeing. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. As an outsider who learned a bunch just to put together this quiz, I was like, oh, okay, has a, was featured in a Netflix series, has their own one-woman show. Got it. <laughs> All right, our final name. Redbone. Redbone. 
wine. Ah, no, this one is a burlesque performer. I jumped on that real quick, too, didn't I? <laughs> it sounds like a wine name. It does, like Mad Dog, except that's yeah. how wines get it. Also, yeah. it's, it sounds like Wishbone's dastardly cousin. Oh, <laughs> I, I want to see that dog now. Yes. Red uh, Bone. Yes, Red Bone <laughs> is um, originally from Minnesota, and this, according to the thing I found, she's one of the biggest names in burlesque, uh, and backs up the in, the infamous Foxy Tan in her quest for world domination. End quote. Huh. <laughs> infamous is an interesting word. Yeah. Considering we <laughs> yeah. thought that she was wine. <laughs> She should start a line of wines. She should. Yeah. Yeah. That that yeah. would be a good move, actually. Yeah. All right. I think you handily won burlesque and booze. Congratulations. Thank you. Thank you. A lot of those came out of my ass. <laughs> <laughs> that's, how the, that's how the games work on the show. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> awesome. Well, thank you so much for being on the show, Renaissance. Uh, thank is you there for anything you'd me. like to plug? Betty Brash and Raina Sinclair of Magical Girl Burlesque are doing a Comic-Con Consolation Prize show on September the 26th on Zoom. Um, my Persephone act from Lore Olympus is up. Um, mm. CJ, I think you saw it. If not, at least you heard the... Yay! Um, also, thank you for helping with the, the vocal critique. I just needed somebody to say it was okay. But um, okay. I also that's, appreciate the critique. Y'all, it is way more than okay. Like, go watch it. Uh, just so good. Yeah, so it's it's um, it's um the song from Town with me finally getting to sing it because that's kind of a performance dream of mine mixed with sort of the visuals of me being Persephone from Vor Olympus. Um probably one of my most complex videos I've done. I had a lot of fun making it and I I just want people to watch it. So you know <laughs> yeah, come yeah. watch it. Um if you don't get to that like a month and a half two months from now technically speaking, um I have the video on uh my page, technically my YouTube, but I have to provide a link that is staying up until Sunday when Lore Olympus comes out. Because, you know, has to go behind a paywall, I guess. Sure. But, <laughs> uh, but also, you know, commemoration for season two, which I am definitely fast passing all four <laughs> chapters. Because I think we are all waiting for, for blood of sorts. Mm. <laughs> also, if you haven't read Lore Olympus, you should totally read Lore Olympus. You heard it here first. Probably not first. I'm sure a lot of other people. <laughs> I hope you're not hearing it first, because... You got you got a whole season to catch up on. There are trigger warnings. There is um, a heavy plot line of um, sexual assault. Mm. Uh, I mean, it is framed around Greek gods, but still, like, since they're framed as like having human activities, mm. um, that is spoiler alert. But I think it's good for people to know that is one of the main plot lines that the main character has to go through. But my defense of it, because I, I've finally got on that bandwagon of saying no to that, is the defense of it is is that the character in question is the one addressing and questioning her own autonomy, trying to figure things out. So like yeah. it's it 
they are still continually heavy subjects, but it's a look at somebody honestly trying to go through them. And she's young, so every move she makes might not be the best, but she's figuring mm-hmm. that out. You yeah. know, I appreciate that heads up. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. There's, there's ways to pre- uh, present it and like, they're totally awesome and valid and great and like yeah. do a good job of handling the issues. Yeah. Trigger warnings are just nice for like, Hey, it's, it's going to happen. Yeah. Yes. Engage yeah. with the, it how you will. Love the that. one, the one character experiences that another character, spoiler again, Hades experiences domestic violence. And that's important because Hades as one of the main characters is like, you know, up there as like a person with power and authority. And they even mentioned that too. There's a lot mm. of, there's a lot of like personable things, relationship things that they go through to think about, you know, like mm. some of them seem simple, but like a, a lot of them are very direct. Um, and they might be hard to swallow, but at least with them being hard to swallow, you know, what side the author is on mm, let me right. rephr- let me rephrase that you know the author is on the right side of it mm-hmm. awesome well go watch lore olympics then oh webtoons go webtoons it go go <laughs> yes. webtoons it uh jay you got want to promote your social media stuff oh, yeah if you want to um tweet more booze and burlesque names both at me i'm on twitter at underscore glitter goblin underscore and i link to other social medias from there and you can find my gay agenda on uh apple podcasts aka itunes and spotify if you're there why not you know give us a rating follow on spotify um it it notifies you when there's a new episode and that's pretty neat. Um, you can find us on Facebook. You can find us on Twitter with the handle gay agenda cast, and you can find us on Patreon. Uh, I'm pretty sure by the time this episode is released, I'll have, I'll be close to uploading the, uh, high school musical episode of the podcast. My partner and I do together (laughs) where we, Tim had never seen High School Musical before, and I got to watch it with him for the first time, and it's oh. absolutely golden. So, that sounds fun. Yeah, so if you want to listen to that, then uh, join Patreon supporters like Rachel, Wildcats, Higgins, and Tiny Sneal. Until next time, put this in your gay agenda. Change the world. Love yourself. Do a little work today that's just for you. A fun thing. Garden. Or cook or make a <laughs> video. Yeah. And that's our gay agenda. <laughs> <laughs>